listener, I'm your host, Sally Holder. Join me each week to escape and be refreshed with stories of people who dared not to settle for the American dream. Go beyond just getting enough in life and live into a place where big dreams actually do come true. In each episode of this podcast, you'll discover why internal success is better than external success. Be prepared to redefine what your best looks like in your life and free yourself from the guilt of wanting more. I cannot wait to get started sharing these stories with you. Hey guys, it's Sally Holder. I am so excited to talk to you about this next subject today. I'm going to talk about how to eliminate the chaos of your schedule. So if you are the woman that I know so well, because I used to live just this way, that is saying to yourself, I am exhausted at the end of the day. I cannot believe how many things are on my schedule. I feel like my schedule runs me instead of the other way around. I don't know how everyone gets it done. I get you. I feel you. I hear you. I've been you. And the great news is there is a better way. And it took me a lot of digging and experimentation to figure out what that better way was. But in this next episode, I'm going to share with you exactly what I have learned is a much better way to be able to schedule yourself out so that you can create some ease in your schedule so that you do not have to live as chaotically or as frantically as you might feel like you're living right now. That's definitely how I felt. And so that you can actually give yourself some of your time back. Most importantly, that's what I want you to be able to get to experience is the joy of getting to put the important things back into your schedule. And you only get to experience that joy when you have that time for yourself. So we're going to create that time together. So if that sounds like something you want to know more about, you are going to love this next episode on how to eliminate the chaos of your schedule. I can't wait for you to get started. Okay, guys, this is a topic that I get asked about all of the time. And that is how do I make my schedule easier so that I can actually work a little bit less and be able to enjoy life again. I cannot wait to be able to dive into this a little deeper today because I have a couple of answers for you, or at least I have found them to be answers for myself when I was living at that frenetic pace. And now I have more projects going on than ever. And yet I have a business that runs on my schedule instead of me running on my business's schedule. So let's dive in to a little bit of these details. At the end of the day, I really want you to thrive in business. I mean, I want you to be able to live without a frenetic pace and learn some of these tools, mainly because I see all the time a direct correlation between that frenetic pace and unhappiness, right? When you're living like that, it is just a natural consequence that you will feel a bit unhappier. And why is that? Well, most of the time I find that the first thing to go is the self-care. 
We've talked about this so many different times, right? And how important it is. So I won't go into all of the details here, but we know that self-care is really important. And when you're living at that chaotic, frenetic pace, then you're tending to cut out things like your morning workout and you're cutting out meditation time or quiet time, maybe time for inspiration, maybe time for a podcast to listen to, to get inspired by. And those things, when you do them less and less frequently, tend to allow the unhappiness to grow. So I want you to know that it is possible to be able to accomplish more in less time and make life easier. It is. Trust me. If you are doubting me right now, know that I've been a doubter as well until I've made these couple of changes. So there are a few things that we can do to set up your schedule a little bit differently so that you can move faster and easier. Now, my favorite, absolute favorite tool that I would recommend to anyone is called batch working. Now, it is very similar to time blocking, but this concept of batch working really takes the idea a step further. The definition of batching is when you complete similar tasks in a scheduled block, avoiding the need for switching back and forth between skills and concentrations. So let's really break that down. What that really means is that you are setting aside time to concentrate on one thing for a concentrated period of time and not switching back and forth. So for me, it would be spending an entire day to work on podcasting instead of switching between podcasting and returning emails and writing on the book or editing. All of those are tasks that require different skills. So therefore, it's going to require different parts of our brain. And that is what ends up making things more complicated and making you waste more of your time. In fact, research says that you spend 15 to 23 minutes on average, there's a lot of time during the day, for your brain to catch up and refocus when you switch tasks or when you're switching between those skills and concentration areas. And so it can be hugely detrimental to your productivity. And I have really experienced that, right? If you look back maybe over your week or over the course of your last month, and you really dug into your schedule as well and looked at it, on those days where you switched back and forth between a lot of different skills and concentrations, a lot of different tasks, and you went back and forth like we just discussed between, you know, the podcast and a book and all of these different mediums that you're working on, then I bet at the end of that day, you felt a little frenetic. You felt maybe even a little bit unhappier than usual. And that is because of the forced refocusing that you were forcing your brain to go through throughout the day. So how do we tackle this? What do we do? So, because we're not going to change our to-do lists, right? I mean, there's so many different tasks that are going to be on it and we can't change that aspect. So the only thing that we can do is approach how we, you know, approach the situation. 
So I really like to do a full brain dump and start there. Again, there are so many different tools. A few of my previous email uh, newsletters. And if you're not on that, make sure that you check the show notes and get on my weekly newsletter where I send out information just like this every single Wednesday. So in one of my recent email newsletters, I recommended a tool called Asana. There are many other ones that people love. I just happen to use Asana quite a bit. And I use that as a dumping ground for everything that's rattling around in my brain. Everything that's on my to-do list, I can, you know, use it on my computer. I can access it on my phone through an app. So it is absolutely a a great place to be able to put everything that's on your to-do list right now. Then you want to determine After looking through that to-do list, the three or four categories or more, you might have more, that those tasks fall into. So let me give you an example. If I'm looking at my to-do list, a lot of the categories might be things like podcasting, kids, you know, maybe another one would be my one-on-one coaching or emails All of those can be different categories and any task related to each one of those categories, then I will move that item from the to-do list and I will copy it and put it underneath one of those categories. So for me, just to be really technical, because this is a question I would likely ask if I were you, (laughs) which is, do you start a whole nother to-do list with these categories? And why, yes, I do. That is just me. You can do it your own way. Feel free. But for me, I like to have that master to-do list. Then I know nothing is going to fall through the cracks. And then I switch over and create a new to-do list with the three to four to five categories. Feel free to run wild there. Categories that each of those tasks on my to-do list fall under. So I sort them. I place each of the items on the to-do list under their respective categories, then here is one of the tools that I particularly do that I don't see a lot of other people talk about is that I then estimate the total amount of time each of those expected tasks will take me. So that is really critical because if you're just looking at it and you're saying, I'm going to do these tasks on Wednesday. You know, how do you know that all of those tasks actually can be done on Wednesday? I can't stand setting myself up for disaster and not finishing all of it and then rolling onto the next day with other items that I'm supposed to be finishing and then I'm therefore behind and the whole thing falls apart. So I found this step to be really critical So if it is emails, for example, I will look at that category and I will see how many items are under that to-do list. Maybe it's respond to, you know, emails over the course of the last week. Delete emails not necessary for me to respond to. You know, prepare emails to five clients, prepare email to new client, right? All of those would fall under the emails category. And I would look at those to-dos and I would say, all right, this entire section 
will take me approximately two hours to complete. And, you know, I tried to go back and re-examine and look and see if I did, once I've completed the work, fall within that respective time range. And I generally have an idea of whether or not I kept to that um, timeline or not, but just so that I can inform myself for the future. So after I have now done the brain dump, sorted the things from my to-do list into their respective categories, and then estimated how long each of the items will take me, then and only then do I begin actually looking at my calendar. And I know that all of this sounds like it takes a tremendous amount of time. In the first time, it might take you quite a bit of time. It might take you 45 minutes, an hour, just to sort through all of this and figure it out. But I can assure you, once you become good at it, you will begin to think of the entire process this way and that you will remember that you will get to the items on your to-do list and you don't need to worry about those as often. So, okay, now that you have completed those steps, then and only then can you look at your calendar and then you can begin to assign the categories a time in your calendar to perform them. But here is another caveat that I really want you to think through. I want you to look at these four or five categories that you've created, and I really want you to prioritize them. Look at them and make sure that everything that you have written down and all of the information on your to-do list in these categories are things that A, must be done by you, because if they are not, they are things that can be delegated. And B, make sure that they are things that need to be on your calendar because they are taking you closer to your greater purpose. If they are not taking you closer to your purpose, then they are things that you can squeeze in when you have time, right? They are not your biggest priorities. So if preparing a email in response to a random request that you receive is not one of your greatest priorities at that point in time, and you have a lot of other items on your to-do list that need to be accomplished, that can be put to the conclusion of the day. Because if you don't get to it, it will not topple the rest of your work, right? I hope that makes sense. But okay, now back to your calendar. You're going to take these four or five categories and you are going to assign the categories to times in your day when you are the most productive and when you're the most creative. So if you're looking at the categories and you know that, say, podcasting takes a lot of creativity, then you're not going to want to do that late in the afternoon. If you're not an afternoon or evening person, you're going to want to assign that during your most creative time of the day, which for you might happen to be in the morning. So you want to make sure that anything that requires your highest level of creativity and productivity is done at the time that of the day that coincides for, for your most creative and most productive times. 
If that means that right now on your calendar, you have a few things that are not requiring any creativity or or sincere efficiency and productivity, then move them. If they are movable, move those to a different time. I often talk to people and they will say, yes, but I have this standing appointment or, you know, that's usually when I go to yoga. I get it. But this is just an experiment for you to be able to try something new. And I'll just give you this kind reminder, which is nothing changes if nothing changes. So which do you want more? The yoga class in the same spot or the less frenetic pace and schedule? Most likely the better schedule. And then you can come back and put in the yoga at a less creative time of day in the afternoon. And it's not to say that that's going to be cut out in any way, shape, or form, but it will go in its respective time. I hope that all makes sense. Okay, so now we are gonna have things like meetings where you need to share your creativity if you're a designer in the morning and the afternoon will be times for returning emails instead of vice versa. Instead of beginning your day, simply being a slave to email and letting that run the rest of your day. When you do that, that is when typically you lose control over your schedule. Okay, so now that you have looked at your calendar and you have put these categories into your calendar and you have blocked them for the respective amount of time that you said it's going to take you. So if emails are going to take you approximately two hours, you're going to block off from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. to return emails. Now that you know that that is in your calendar to be done, you won't have to think about it. That is the best part about batch working like this is that you know when it's going to be done. It doesn't have to take up that constant space in your brain wondering when you're going to get to that and compelling you to cut short other activities or other tasks that you're working on in the belief that you're never going to get to other items on your to-do list. And if you're anything like me, then you probably were rushing through other creative things in order to you know, satisfy that feeling that you're not going to get it all done so that you could try to accomplish more. But now you don't have to feel that way. Everyone has their designated spot and space and it is all sorted and organized. So then the question is, when do I do this? Well, this is what I do typically in what I've referred to as my Sunday night planning or my Sunday afternoon planning, whatever works for you. I try to spend a little bit of time with my calendar, getting organized for the week, and it helps me feel so calm headed into the following week, knowing when things are going to be accomplished and that everything has its space on the calendar and that my priorities for the following week are all scheduled. So I'll schedule even things like taking the kids to dinner, out to dinner, or, you know, picking up from carpool, because those need an assigned time. 
And I know that that is task is going to take me an hour and it will also interrupt the day. So I'm not going to come back to something that is really, you know, difficult for my brain to adjust and shift back to. So I keep in mind that everything is given a time and it really helps for my entire day to flow a lot better. So the other big thing about this batch working is, like I said, you're taking these categories and you're working them one at a time. So remember that when you're looking at your calendar, you're trying to block off significant amounts of time to produce a lot of content at once or a lot of, you know, your tools all at one time. So let's say you're doing potentially a big mailing coming up to some of your customers. Well, you're going to spend the time preparing the list. You're going to spend the time creating the, you know, notes that you're going to write, all of those things all in one day so that you're not having to having to shift your mindset to a different area of work or a different task that's going to require you often to get a hold of everything that's been going on and make yourself familiar with where things stand at the moment with that particular area of your work. So just as I said, that this really helps me be far more productive. And so if I have a mailing that we're going to be sent out, you know, at the end of the week, then I would want to take all of the tasks that are associated with that and get them all done in one day so that it can alleviate the pressure of completing that by the end of the week. If I know that I need to produce eight podcast episodes coming up for the next two months, I could do those once a week for the next eight weeks, or I could work very hard to get all of the podcasts scheduled and the interviews scheduled on one day so that They are all taking place within one day and I am in one mode for one entire day. And then all of that content is complete and finished, which opens me up for a lot more creativity to think through new ideas and concepts. And it will do the same for you as well. So this idea of batch working has helped create far more flow in my business And it's also helped me be able to take on really more projects than I otherwise would have been able to handle because I would have been thinking about these projects on a weekly basis, you know, things that I want to produce and send out on a weekly basis, that would be really hard to keep up with and it would feel chaotic and like a rat race. So By using batch working, it allows me to produce this content far in advance and know that I only have to concentrate on this one particular day for a two-month period. And then it allows me to say, well, maybe there's more content I want to produce and more things I want to do. And it allows me the freedom to be even more creative. So it gives me that breathing room that I really want on my calendar to be able to explore even more projects and figure out what's inspiring me now. So there is no more multitasking in your calendar. We can all just clap our hands and say yay to that, right? I know I can. But really, 
you can realize that 40% of your daily productivity output is wasted when you utilize a multitasking approach to your workday, 40% of your productivity. So if we're thinking about wasting 40% of our productivity and every 15 minutes we're wasting time, you know, switching gears, we can realize exactly what got us into that feeling of a chaotic schedule and how our schedule is running us instead of the other way around. So I loved, as you well know, if you've listened to a couple of my podcasts or read my emails, you know, I love these facts to be able to back up the feelings that we have. And the facts do show that your feeling of chaos was true and that it was a chaotic approach if you were utilizing multitasking. And now here is a much better approach that's going to help you feel so much more in charge of your day and your week. I hope that you put in batch working into your schedule and I can't wait to hear more about it. So if it's working for you or you take some of these tools and you implement them, shoot me an email. I want to hear how it's going for you. So my email is just Sally, S-A-L-L-I-E at sallyholder.com. And I really want to hear if you implemented it and it helped you have a smoother week. So I can't wait to hear more from you about that. And I can't wait for you guys to just enjoy what happiness can be brought about by batch working. <laughs>